The last time I was speaking with you on Sunday, we were talking about the Lord being our keeper, our protector. And if you didn't hear that, I, let me encourage you to go spend some time in that. It'll really benefit you and help you. But uh, I'm thinking that we should go a different direction today. And if you would, turn with me to the book of 3 John, just one chapter in 3 John, in the back of your New Testament. There's uh, Big John, <laughs> Gospel account, and then there's Little John, 1 John, and then there's Littler John, so 2 John and 3 John. So we got a four Johns in the... <laughs> scriptures there. Third John, the third one, the last one. In, uh, in praying about which direction to go at this season and time, I believe I'm impressed with this. In uh, third John, one chapter, the first verse, so it'd be third John 1, 1. The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius whom I love in the truth. Did you know that you are repeatedly referred to as the beloved? Here it says, well, <laughs> beloved. You are loved and you are well loved. Don't ever let the devil tell you anything different. One of the biggest lies is for somebody to utter Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. That is a lie from the pit. You were loved before you were born. People will say, yeah, but you know, my mama wasn't expecting me. <laughs> and my daddy didn't, I don't even know who he is. And nobody wanted me. And that's a lie. You didn't surprise God. I said you didn't surprise him. And the scripture says he chose you. Before you were born. Out of billions. He picked you. <laughs> now don't get the big head. <laughs> Wasn't because of what you did. It was him. But he knew you. He knew your heart. He knew how you'd be. He knew what you'd do and what you wouldn't do. He knows the end from the beginning. And he knew even if you acted dumb part of the time. And even if you ran from him and said and did stupid stuff. That there'd be a point in time that in your heart you'd love him. You'd believe in him. You'd give yourself to him. You'd trust in him. And he knew it. And so he chose you. Hallelujah. And he's loved you. Every moment. Of every day. Through every mistake. Through every sin. Through every ignorant thing. As well as through the good. Somebody said out loud. I am. Loved, and I am loved well. I am well loved. 
And the more you meditate upon that and say it, the more you will experience it. But if you keep on harping about nobody loves me, nobody cares about me, that's what you'll experience, even though it is not true. And here's another lie. I'm tired of being alone all the time. When are you alone? (laughs) The Lord said near the end of his uh, earthly life and ministry, he said to the twelve and all the disciples, he said, you're all going to leave me, but I'm not alone because the Father's with me. Didn't he say, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Well, then when's the last time you were alone? You wasn't alone. Just didn't have enough sense to realize you wasn't alone. (laughs) Said out loud, I am well loved. loved. And I am never alone. Never. Never. I'm never alone. The Father loves me. He's with me. His Spirit is in me. And if I'll acknowledge Him, talk to Him, think about Him, I'll experience that. And you won't feel alone. You'll be aware of His presence and you'll know you're not alone. And you'll experience His love. And you'll know you're loved. You'll know you're cared for. And then when other people are with you, that's just extra. And when other people love you, that's just extra. And you're glad for it. But if you don't have it, you're still okay. Because you got the main love and you got the main presence. And you got the love that's an everlasting love that's never going away. And you got the one who'll never leave you and forsake you. Makes you real secure. It does. (laughs) And that's another series. Beloved, well beloved, whom I love in the truth. Keep going. Beloved, in case you didn't get it that time, other time. Beloved, (laughs) I wish, actually that word in the King James is also translated pray. Many of your modern translations will say I pray. It could also, some say, desire. I pray, I desire above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, uh, there are people who discount this and say, oh, you know, John was just saying hi to Gaius. Hey, Gaius, hope you're doing okay. Hope everything's going good with you. If that's all it is, it ought not be in the Bible. Mm-mm. Or is it spirit inspired? Is it inspired of God? And is it more than one man talking to another man? Is it the spirit of God speaking through John? And since he had it recorded for all generations, for all time, can we take it as God talking to us? Oh, you should. You better. So did, does the Father say to you and I, Beloved, accept that, I desire above all things that you prosper and that you be in health 
even as your soul prospers. Is that God talking to you? Is that God talking to me? Well, it shouldn't be too hard to, to put the two together. If he loves us, he wants to see us do well. He'd be out of step with every other father and mother in creation if he wanted us without enough or sick and infirm and weak or our soul not prospering. Anybody in here got children or grandchildren? Let me see. Hmm? How many of you, it pleases you when your children are broke? They lose their car, gets repossessed, or get kicked out of their apartment, and you smile. It makes you happy, and you say, that'll show them. They're learning something now. Or, or if they're sick, laid up in the bed, can't get out, can't go to work, can't go have any fun, sick, hurting, feel bad, and it just blesses you. Come on now, I'm looking at you. It blesses you and you go, yeah, they're learning some things now. Makes me happy. And yet, people believe this about our Father. Our Father God. They say that He gets some kind of distorted pleasure. We don't know why. It's a mystery. But He'll put disease on you and in your life and and he will not meet your needs and allow you to suffer because some way or another it pleases him. That doesn't agree with this. I said that doesn't agree with this. Beloved, I desire above all things that you'd prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. What he's describing here is prosperity inside and outside. There's an inner man, there's an outer man. And the two are connected. And what goes on with the inner man affects what happens to the outer man. Right. Said out loud, it is my Father's will, father's will that, I prosper, that I prosper, that I be in health, that I be in health even, as even as my soul prospers. You believe that? Yeah. Then don't believe that other junk. <laughs> Let me read some other translations. Young's literal translation says, Beloved, concerning all things, I desire you to prosper. The Holman says, Dear friend, I pray that you may prosper in every way and be in good health just as your soul prospers. The Dewey Translation says it like this, that you may proceed prosperously and fare well as your soul does prosperously. <laughs> I want to talk about prosperity. Okay, will you? I know some folks think it's a bad word. Oh, they think it's ugly and they don't, they don't go for these uh, prosperity preachers, these prosperity churches. Some folks, they say it just it disgusts them and it makes them sick. <laughs> but uh, 
This is Bible scripture. And prosper is a Bible word. So you got to watch about having animosity toward a whole subject. And anytime you see there is so much controversy about this subject. Have you noticed or not? Come on, have you been awake? Have you looked around? There is a lot of controversy about this subject. And and you watch, anytime you see a bunch of controversy about something in the body of Christ and with people outside looking at the body of Christ, you need to ask the question, why? Why is this such a big deal? Why are people so, have so much animosity about this? For one thing, what's it to them? Right? If it's not costing them anything, they don't have any money in it. What would they care what we do? Why, what is, should it matter to them at all? <laughs> the truth is, they don't care about us. They do care about the money. Mm. The scripture says don't judge lest you be judged. And the scripture reveals in Romans 2 that if you judge somebody of something, you are guilty of the same thing. That's what the scripture says. If you judge somebody, when you get all worked up and you get all mad and you get all judgmental towards somebody, guess what? You just found out that you have a problem in that area. Elsewise, it wouldn't bother you. You wouldn't care. Wouldn't affect you. You'd be like, oh, well, it's their business. Well, we're off to a big start, aren't we? <laughs> let, me give you, let me give you an example. That should have been sold and given to the poor. Do you know how many people that could have helped? That just disgusts me. That should have been sold and given to the poor. You ever heard that before? That, that should have been sold... And given to the poor. That should have been given to the poor. Did you know that is a quote from the New Testament? It's not a quote from Jesus. You know who said that? This should have been sold. And given to the poor. Do you know who said that? Judas Iscariot. Just hours before he betrayed Jesus. Look what company people are in. And don't even realize it. And such hypocrisy. If they could have sold that and given to the poor, you got something you could have sold. (laughs) Given to the poor. You don't need both loaves of bread. You could have given one to the poor. You do not need all them cans of beans. You could have given you could have given some of them beans to the poor. Such hypocrisy. Folks saying what other people should do, and they're not doing any of it. Besides that, when did it become your job to monitor them? You got a full-time job taking care of yourself. (laughs) What are you doing? How's your giving coming along? Who you been helping lately? It's too easy to judge and do nothing. 
But all of this is designed to get us away from God's truth in this area for people to say, I don't want to be associated with them, you know, that prosperity bunch, and to disassociate and unhook from large portions of Scripture. That's what the controversy is about. Somebody say, uh, Selah. <laughs> think, think about it. Go to Psalm, the book of Psalms, please. Psalm 35. Now, when you start, uh, you start talking about these things, there's a lot of folks got their feathers ruffled over this. But endeavor to hear the Scripture. Not somebody's opinion. I just feel, I just feel, I just feel (laughs) real strong about it. Yeah, but you can feel real strong and be real wrong. What does the word say? Actually say. Jesus warned people in, in his day. He said, you have made the word of God of no effect because of your religious traditions. I had a woman come up to me one day after I'd spoken. Oh, she was hot. She was mad. She was livid. And she said, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. I said, what? She said, that, that's what you were saying. She's talking about scriptures I was reading. She said, because it's just like the song says. I said, I said, huh? She said, it's just like the song says. I said, the song? And she quoted to me this unbelieving third verse of this song that was completely contrary to four scriptures I had just read. It's like the song says. <laughs> no. You got to examine songs. Some songs are good. Some are not. Some songs, the chorus is wonderful. And verse 2 is contrary to eight scriptures. <laughs> so sing the chorus, but leave that second verse alone. <laughs> know enough scripture to be able to rightly divide and discern. <laughs> like the song says. Did you find uh, Psalm 35, verse 27? Psalm 35, 27 says, let them shout for joy and be glad. Well, what are they shouting and being glad about? That favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Is this true or not? Why would you need to say it continually? That doesn't mean every breath. But you don't need to go many days and not say something along this line. Say what? Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Why would you need to say that? Because the God of this world, the devil, 
We're going to read scripture about that in just a little bit. It's continually trying to convince you otherwise. He's continually trying to convince you that God takes pleasure in your poverty. That God takes pleasure in your pain. That it shows your humility and your piety and it's working out some mysterious things. People say, well, God's, God's teaching me something. What? What's he teaching you? Won't you hurry up and learn it so you can get out of this? Right? I mean, hurry up and learn it so we can get out of the poverty. So we can get a, No, no. You can go decades and don't know what even you're supposed to be learning. It's deception. It's confusion. God, how many would agree God is an intelligent being? Why can't he talk to us? And tell us what he wants us to. He is endeavoring to speak to us by his word and by his spirit. There's so much junk that church going people believe. And it's because of an ignorance of the word. Read it again. What are they doing there? Shouting for joy? Well, yeah, you shout for joy when you find out God is pleased. When I prosper. See that don't even sound right. To a lot of church going people does it. They're like. "Mm, I don't know about. Pleased when you. Because you know it's a. Life is a hard old way. And you know. We don't understand why. But That's ignoring scripture. Let them shout for joy. And be glad. That favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually. So why don't you practice this verse throughout this week. Just say it. Just every once in a while throughout the week. Say what? Let the Lord be magnified. Which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. I magnify the Lord. Are you his servant? Yeah, you're his child, but also can't you serve him? Well, then you qualify. He takes pleasure in my prosperity. Well, we've already talked about this. That shouldn't be shocking. Is he a father? Does he love us? Does it bless good fathers and mothers when their sons or daughters do well? Does it bless them? Do they enjoy seeing it? They're healthy. They feel good. They got money. They got extra things. They're living in a good place. Driving good. Eating good. Wearing good. Most importantly, their soul is prospering. They got a good relationship with the Lord. They're doing good on the inside. What good parent this doesn't bless? Don't believe lies. What will the truth do for you? It will make you free. It will make you free. Said out loud, my father loves me. me. He wants me to prosper. prosper. And be in health. health. Even as my soul prospers. My God loves me. me. And he takes pleasure. pleasure. In my prosperity. prosperity. He takes pleasure. Makes him smile. Pleases him. Anybody interested in pleasing God in this place? You want? Then, then make God happy 
let him bless you. Please God and prosper. I'm taking my time on purpose because we're dealing with hundreds of years of tradition and junk that needs to be, like we talk about sometimes these uh, sacred cows. We need to knock them in the head. And from time to time you'll hear them mooing throughout this kind of teaching. <laughs> but that's all right. Let's, let's put them down. Put them. They need to be put down. Say it out loud. My God. Takes pleasure, takes pleasure when I prosper. When I prosper. Amen. Yeah. It pleases him yeah. when I do well. Blesses him. Yeah. Now what does it mean prosper? Prosperity. If you look up the words in the Hebrew and the Greek, it literally means to push forward or forward and to succeed. If I picked one word to describe this, having looked for some time at this, I'd pick that word succeed. Success. That's what it means. And that that covers a lot of ground. Prosperity, not just about money and stuff, but it includes Money and stuff. Do you need some money and stuff in this world? How'd you get here today? Where'd you sleep last night? What you got on? Are you eating today? Money, 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 more money, stuff. So success, the Greek literally means the same thing. It means to succeed are to succeed in reaching. You see the term prosperous journey. What would a prosperous journey be? But if you said, we decided we were going to Springfield and it was a prosperous journey. What does that mean? Well, we just went out west. We were in Colorado and Montana, and, and uh, it was a prosperous journey. What does that mean? It means we made it to where we were going. We succeeded in getting there in one piece, right? We succeeded in riding those motorcycles <laughs> up and down the mountains. Didn't wreck, didn't get run over, didn't get struck by lightning, didn't get hit by a buffalo or any such thing. We we succeeded in preaching the three times. We succeeded in coming back in here. It was a prosperous trip. It was a prosperous journey. It was a successful We accomplished our mission. We accomplished what we set out to do. And it turned out well. That's prosperity. Now who's against that. And in their right mind. (laughs) And yet you got a lot of people. That are so influenced by ungodly thinking. I don't believe in that prosperity stuff. 
You don't believe in getting where you're going. Because that's what they're saying. Well, no, I, I don't mean that. You know all that, all that money stuff. So you don't, you don't believe in, in money. Having any money. Well, I just don't believe you ought to be excessive about it. You know, oh, you mean only just enough for you and yours. Only. Like the one guy prayed, Lord, bless me, my wife, my son John, his wife, us four no more. But what about everybody else? Nobody said you had to spend everything on yourself. But your excess is your ministry. Oh, come on. Did you hear that now? Your, your surplus is your service. If it's taking all the faith you got just to pay your utility bills, you don't have any vision for anything beyond that. Who are you helping? But when you have all and abound to every good work, people are blessed because you got more than enough. Because you are prosperous and you're succeeding. We shouldn't make apologies for being prosperous because it's God's will. It pleases God. We're having a successful service up in here today. We got a big building. We're prosperous. It's paid for. Ah! We got plenty of money. We got the cameras going. We're live on the internet all over the country and other countries. It went out over the airwaves today on Sunday morning and people are downloading stuff all over the place. Prosperous, prosperous, prosperous. Is that good or is that bad? Does God want us to succeed or to fail? Who wants us to fail? Who wants the church to not have enough money to get the gospel out? Who wants Christians to not have enough gas money to get to church? Who, who wants this? Who, 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 who? God is teaching us something by having to stay home and miss church because we don't have enough money to get there? Can you see what lies have been perpetuated by the father of lies? Now, they, we, we just read two scriptures. I'm already feeling good about this. How about you? Say it out loud. I'm his beloved. And he desires for me above all things that I prosper. Be successful. Be successful. Be at good health. Be in good health. Even as my soul prospers. That shouldn't be hard to believe. I mean, he's your father. Does he love you? Does he care about you? Then this shouldn't be hard to believe. What else? Let them say continually. Let the Lord be magnified. Now let's just stop right here. Is he more magnified? When, I'm, when I fail, are more magnified when we succeed in godly endeavors. What magnifies him? Success in good things or failure? No, let the Lord be magnified. Go ahead and pray this out loud. Father, I pray. I am yours. I belong to you. I submit to your hand. 
and I ask you, get glory to yourself. Be magnified in every part of my life, including our finances and the material part. Get glory to yourself. Let your goodness be seen. Be magnified. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So be it. So be it. It's wonderful when your needs are met and you can help others. Hmm? Instead of being the one in need all the time. And if you're in need, don't let that bother you. God can turn it around real quick. Right? But what the scriptures say, Jesus said it's more blessed to need than to have. Did I not say that right? Help me out. What did he say? It's more blessed to hurt, to struggle, than to succeed. Jesus said it's more blessed to give. Well, you've got to have something to give. You've got to have something. We all should do more for the poor. Well, you just got through saying we shouldn't have anything. doesn't work. <laughs> it's more blessed. It's blessed to receive. But you're in another measure of blessing. You, you're on another level of blessing when your needs are met and you got extra. You got surplus to sow. Surplus to sow. Your ministry is in your surplus, is in your extra. The more extra you have, more you can do. The more blessing you can be, more you can give. Hallelujah. Go to the first Psalm, Psalm 1. We're laying a foundation. And the foundation should be not what you think, not what I think, what he said. What he said. Psalm 1 and verse 1. First Psalm. In this great book of 150, the very first one, what does he start off with? Blessed. Yeah, yeah. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Now, let's, let's just stop right here. What's scornful? Judging, bitterness, sarcasm. Scorning. It's just warming in and moo. No. 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 You don't even have to hear the words to know that ain't good. Why'd you say all that? You don't want to sit and hear that. You don't want to stand in the way of that. You don't want to listen to the counsel of that because it's unlike God. It's ungodly. Judging, finding fault with people, what they have, what they don't have, what they're doing, what they're not doing. Well, I just think they should have this, and I don't think they should have done that. And I just think, boy, if they'd ever turned that on themselves. And examine their self. It'd make a lot of progress. 
Verse 2, his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law does he meditate day and night. Now here you're going to see something. Is it God's will for us to meditate in what he said all the time? Did you know one of the results of doing that is prosperity? The result of thinking about and dwelling on, thinking and talking about what the Lord said night and day, the result of that is success. I didn't say it. He said it. So if you're going to say that success might not be God's will, prosperity might not be God's will, you just got through saying don't meditate in his word. Because if you do that, you're going to get success. In his law, and of course that's all they had at that time. Now we've got all the word. Does he meditate when? I'm ministering to a lady some years ago who had a lot of mental issues. She'd been in and out of institutions for years and had had some terrible problems. And the Lord quickened to me to talk to her about this. And in, in fact, go to Joshua 1, and that's where we're going to go in just a minute. And I read that scripture to her about meditating in God's Word night and day. And she looked at me and interrupted me, actually. She said, you can't do that. You can't do that. Think about God's Word night and day. This was many years ago and I, I didn't initially know what to say to her, how to respond to that. And it came up out of my spirit. The Spirit of God quickened me. He, I said, dear, I said, you're already thinking about something night and day. It's not a matter if you can think about something night and day. You're already, and I said, it's obvious you've been thinking on the wrong thing. Well, you don't get in the mental institution by thinking about the right thing. So it's not a matter if you can think on something night and day. It's what you're thinking on. And to be carnally minded, Romans said, is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Did you know the same word translated peace is often translated prosperity? Look it up. See, you could say it like this. To be spiritually minded is prosperity. I know some folks don't like it. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> to, be, to be spiritually minded is prosperity or to be spiritually minded is success. So if for some reason you don't like the word prosperity, you should change your mind because it's in the Bible. Use the word success. It's the same. Success. As opposed to well, I don't like success. Then you like failure. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. Well, you might as well because <laughs> if you didn't succeed, if you didn't make it, if you didn't get there, you failed. You came short. Keep reading. His delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree but not, not just a tree anywhere, a tree planted by the rivers of water. Now what does a tree need? Tree needs good soil, tree needs a lot of sunshine, tree needs good weather, 
But it especially needs plenty of water, especially a big tree. Those giant trees, those giant redwoods and things out, uh, out west, the reason they get so big is because they can get extra water. People looking at me like, why do you say that? Trees are limited by how much water they can draw up through their root system as to how tall they can get. But those trees on the Pacific coast, moisture flows in off the coast and it settles on the top. So they're getting moisture from the bottom and the top. So they just keep growing. They just keep getting bigger. Well, how can a tree make it through drought or some other thing if out here on land there's not water? Well, if you're close enough to the river or the rivers and your roots got over into that, that flow, your, your roots got into the unending stream, then it doesn't make any difference. What happens all out there? Because you have tapped in to the unending source. Hallelujah. Living waters that flow without ceasing. And when you, now, now get to, I, I hadn't seen this until right now. Back it up. Verse 2. His delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law does he meditate day and night. That's unending. Can you see? You say somebody saw it. It's either day or it's night. Right? And it, so if you are pondering and meditating and dwelling, talking about God's word night and day. You're doing it all the time. And verse 3, the rivers of water, because that's uninterrupted, your prosperity is uninterrupted. <laughs> He'll be, who will be? The man or the woman that meditates in God's word all the time. Night and day will be like a tree that's getting water all the time. No matter what's going on in the world. And it'll bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And. And. And, and what? Whatever he does shall succeed. Boy, God's done that. For Faith Life Church. Hasn't he? Every project now. For year after year after year. Come on tell me what happened. What happened? God did it. Succeeded. Reached it. Sometimes reached it before. You barely started. Didn't the Bible talk about. He'll answer. While you're talking. Hmm? That the reaper. Overtake the. The sower. Can God do these kind of things? But can you see what it's connected to is thinking about what he said all the time. Don't say you can't do that. You're already thinking about something night and day. You can be thinking about how bad you feel. 
You mean thinking about how they did you? You think thinking about what that, that sorry rascal said? <laughs> that that old heifer? <laughs> and that's not gonna bring you peace and joy and success. To be carnally minded is death. That's gonna work death on you. You can be thinking about how hard life is, how little you make, how much you need, how high priced everything is. Is it so high priced? Or you just need more money? <laughs> the more money you got, better the price looks. Right? Don't look so bad. <laughs> but you got to quit griping. You got to quit griping. You got to quit complaining. And you got to quit thinking about things that minister death to you and begin to think about what he said. What did he say? He didn't say you're going under. He said you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He didn't say you, you never have enough. He said he supplies all your needs according to his riches. In glory by Christ Jesus. He didn't say you had to die young. He said with long life he'll satisfy you. And show you his salvation. What if you think about that? And not just during service time. You got to think about it. Talk about it. Day and night. Somebody say day and night. Day and night and night, day and night. That's when your roots tap into the river. And while other folks are struggling and drying up, you start flourishing. You start prospering. And success begins to be the norm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> until, until after a while, People say, well, how'd they come out? And they look at them and go, how you think? <laughs> They're always successful. Everything they do, huh? That sounds like a scripture. That sounds like a scripture. Everything they do just works out so good. They got to touch. They got to luck. They got, no, no, no. Ain't about luck. They got their roots. In the unending river of life. Look at it again. What did he say? Verse 3. His leaf also shall not wither. And what said out loud? Whatsoever he does shall prosper. Is this the scripture? Yes. Scripture. Is it the will of God? Yes. Said out loud. Whatever he does, Whatever he does will, prosper. will prosper. Say it again. Whatever he does, Whatever he does will, prosper. will prosper. How can you turn that into whatever I do? will prosper. How can you do that? How can you turn that into that? Do you make a decision that you're going to dwell on what he says all the time? All the time. Can't just be spotty here and there because if it's spotty, that means you're thinking about something else all this other time. And that'll be something the enemy's feeding you like maybe it's not God's will for you to prosper. Maybe he's teaching you something through losing your house. You dwell on that, it's going to bring death in your life. Well, go with me 
to that other scripture we talked about. Go with me to Joshua, please. Joshua chapter 1. You know, if you believe it's God's will for people to be broke, then quit being a hypocrite. Practice what you say you believe. For real. If you believe you're not supposed to have anything, well, do it. Do what you say you believe. I'm glad I don't believe that. I am practicing what I preach. (laughs) Joshua 1. Moses, who had been the greatest man of God and leader the world had seen up to that time, has now passed off the scene. Nobody had seen the miracles, the amazing things that had happened before that. And Joshua was his helper and with him all the time. And now that Moses has passed off the scene, the leadership mantle has fallen to Joshua. And and talking about some big shoes to fill. (laughs) How many would like to be the man that comes after Moses? And the Lord is speaking to Joshua. Verse 5, Joshua 1, 5, he says, listen to me now. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you, nor forsake you. You know, you need to accept this for yourself, too. I mean, this... It's the word of God. This is quoted in the New Testament about him not leaving us or or forsaking us. Never believe people are holding you back and in your way and preventing God's will and blessing in your life because he said no man will be able to stand before you and that's how you could say it like this, stand in your way, prevent what you're supposed to do for me all the days of of your life. If you believe they are preventing God's will in your life and you're mad and upset about it, then they can. Because you're believing what you're seeing more than what God said. But no matter what, even if they're a person in power and have a lot of influence and they don't like you and they've shut you down, there's somebody bigger than them. Is that right? There's somebody way, way bigger than them. And if they won't get with the program, God can relocate them. If that's what it takes. And you don't try to do anything to hurt somebody. I'm not saying that. You just believe that whatever it takes, His will for your life will be accomplished. And you will be successful in what He directed you to do. Right? If he has to influence people, change their heart, change their mind, replace them with somebody else, if he has to give people a vision or a dream, come on, are you with me? Whatever it takes. But now, but now, you can't hold a grudge against them or you'll mess it all up. You'll mess it all up. I know uh, for five years down in Florida, we believed for a hangar to put the aircraft in. There was one in particular. It was very nice. Caught my eye. Every time I came by it, I thought, boy, that, that'd be it. That'd be the thing. 
Well, it was more money. We weren't at that place. So we did what we could in, in the meantime. And uh, I won't go through all the story, but at the end of, of five years or so, the Lord prompted Phyllis one day to make a call and, and check on it. And Man, she negotiated an outstanding deal, amazing deal. And uh, we had a contract. We had, everything was good. And so we were excited about it. And then we found out the, uh, the next day that somebody in a position of power had taken it away from us. Just took it. Y'all are quiet. Really rained on our parade. You know, I've been wanting this for five years. Been believing for it, sowing towards it. And we were sitting in the parking lot when we got the news. I was, I was wanting to go over there and go in it. I thought it was ours. And he said, no, they did this, they did that. I guess she could have gone to court. I guess she could have fought it. I guess she could have. But uh, the Lord spoke to us sitting right there in the car in the parking lot. I was irritated. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> we had a contract. We've spent money on attorneys and research and this is not right. And the Lord, it came up in my spirit while I'm sitting there. This is not over. This is not the end of this. This is not over. But do not speak against this man. Don't even tell it to anybody else. And don't speak. Hmm. <laughs> Man, we had to bite our lip. Because sometimes things would come up and people would bring them up and we'd just nod our head and not say anything but uh, it, that was part of the Lord being able to work for us come on can you see this or not because if you get mad and you hold a grudge and you try to hurt people and you rail and speak against people you have taken that into your hands and you took it out of his hands and so you're not trusting him to fix it you're trying to take care of it and in case after case you just ain't big enough to take care of it you can't do it, so now you got it in the hands of somebody that can't fix it, and you took it away from the one who could fix it. And you won't succeed. So another, what was it, a year or two passed. And uh, something came up. And Phyllis made another phone call, and I, I, won't, I won't go through all the details, but click, click, click. Next thing you know, we got real solid paperwork. <laughs> And contract, and the thing that they tried to do didn't go. And it's ours now, and it's paid for. Amen. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. In the end, and it took several years. In the end, it's a success story. But in the middle of it, we could have got mad. We could have fussed. We could have held a grudge. We could have talked about people and that would interfere with what God is trying to do in your life. I, I remember so distinctly sitting in that parking lot. It came right up. In, the first thing was, this is not over. That helped my feelings. Then the next thing, don't say anything against this man. Don't say any. Don't hold a grudge. Don't say anything negative about him. Don't tell anybody. We didn't tell anybody. I mean nobody. And the Lord worked it out for us. 
Can you say amen or oh me or I'll think about it? Because if I'm dwelling on that, I'm not meditating in his word. Come on, can you see that? I'm not. I'm dwelling on how he did me. I'm dwelling on what's not right. I'm dwelling on this and dwelling on that. That's being carnally minded and there's death in it. You don't have to see the source of something to just see the effect it's having on you. Thinking about this and talking about it, what is it doing to you? Is it agitating you? Is it wearing you down? Is it weakening you? Is it frustrating you? Then you're thinking on the wrong thing. Stop it. Get a hold of yourself. He said, there shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. I want you to say it out loud. Nobody, Nobody. will be able to stop. God's will, God's will in my life. In my life. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Say this out loud too. No weapon, no weapon formed, against me formed against me will be successful. No weapon, no weapon formed against me, against me will, prosper. will prosper. He said, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I won't fail you. I won't forsake you. Keep reading. Be strong and of a good courage, for to this people you shall divide an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Keep going. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you what? That you what? You may prosper wherever you go. So is it God's will for us to prosper wherever we go? Well, he wouldn't have told us how to get it. If it wasn't his will for that to happen, and again, it's it's observing to do everything he said. Verse 8. This book of the law, that's all they had. Now, we got the Psalms, we got the prophets, we got the gospel accounts, we got the epistles. You can say it like this. The Word of God, what God said, shall not depart out of your mouth. Now, this is a big part of meditation. Meditation is not just silently reflecting. Meditation includes, actually, the word is uh, muttering, which is kind of uh, under your breath. You don't have to bother other people, but you need to open your mouth regularly and say it. What does that mean? We just got through reading the earlier verse. It said, let him say continually, let the Lord be magnified that takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So if you and I act on this, then later on today, if somebody snuck up behind us, they might hear us saying, God takes pleasure. God takes pleasure. He takes pleasure in my prosperity. Now ain't that great? God takes pleasure. You can just camp out on each word because you're going to be doing it all day. You've got plenty of time. Is that right? You can break into song. But I ain't much of a singer. Everybody can sing. Everybody. Not everybody should record. But everybody can sing. And you can break out into song. Pleasure. God takes pleasure. He takes pleasure, pleasure, pleasure when he sees me prosper, 
prosper, prosper. God likes to see me prosper. Yes, he does. God likes to see Keith do good, do well. He likes it when Keithy boy is moving on over, rising on up, coming on strong. He likes to see his boy do good, and I'm his boy, I'm his boy, I'm his boy, and I'm a blessed boy, blessed, blessed, blessed. I'm a blessed boy, blessed boy, blessed when I get up, blessed when I sit down, blessed when I go out, blessed when I come back, blessed. Now, now what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm meditating. Now, you don't have to be loud about it, and you, you do it your way. But it's on your mind, it's in your mouth, night and day, all the time. Can you see this is where most people are missing it? Most people don't do this. A lot of folks, they think about the Word of God for 20 minutes on Sunday morning. Of course, you get more than that here. (laughs) But then the rest of the day, what are you thinking about? And then that night, what are you thinking about? And then Monday morning when you're going to work, what are you thinking about? And then noonday, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? What's on your mind? Sneak up on yourself. <laughs> if your forehead was a TV screen and we could see what was playing, from time to time, sneak up on yourself and see what's on. What's on? There's some sad shows on. Sad, sad shows. <laughs> and the music is the blues. Nobody knows how sad it is. No, no. This book of the law, the Word of God, come on, help me out, shall not depart out of my mouth. Now, that doesn't mean you do it every breath. I mean, you're sleeping part of the time. You're eating part of the time. The Lord knows that. But what does it mean? Without ceasing means this is a way of life. There's not a time when you say, I'm done. I'm through with that. This is ongoing. Throughout the day. I mean, people are doing something all the time, aren't they? They may be whistling. They may be singing this unbelieving song or or whatever. Have you noticed how many of the popular songs? You maybe like the tune, you maybe like the music, but listen to the words. Half of the time they're talking about going insane, losing their mind. That's not by accident. That's by design. The enemy has worked that in there to get that in your mouth so that you're singing at the top of your voice about losing your mind and don't even know what you're doing. When you could be singing, I have the mind of Christ. Huh? God didn't give me the spirit of fear. No fear here. I got the spirit of power. I got the spirit of love. I got the spirit of a sound mind. Sound mind. Sound mind. My mind is sound. Got a strong mind. I will never lose my mind. Never, never, never. I'll be sharp. I'll be bright. I'll be saved. 
I'll be right all my life. I'm meditating. Can you see that? I'm meditating. Not just meditating on anything, on what he said. What he said. This book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein, and then what will happen? Then what will happen? Do you see why I said the results of meditating on God's word all the time is prosperity? It is success. The devil doesn't want you to see that. He wants to imply that you might, you know, fellowship with God all the time, but then it might be God's will for you to fail. And, and no, no, it's contrary to the Word of God. When you focus on God's Word all the time, the result is success. Then, when you when you meditate on His Word. You keep it in your mouth all the time. Think about it all the time. Then what will happen? You will make your way prosperous. And then you will have. How many believe the Bible? Come on. How many believe the Bible? Do you believe the Bible? You can believe a bunch of religious junk or you can believe the Bible. Then you shall have good success. I'm going to think about what God said. I'm going to talk about what God said. In the morning, at noon, nighttime. Now, it'll be, it won't just happen automatically because you'll catch yourself if you come up, you know, sneak up on yourself and see what's playing. There'll be times when the wrong thing's on. You got to look for that remote. Where's the remote? <laughs> I got to get this off of here. Right? Why? Because I'm thinking about how bad it is and how I hurt and how I don't feel good and what they said and what they did. We got to get it off of that. Right? Because there's death in that. And what did God say about this? What did God say about this situation? And if you don't know, that's one reason we read our chapter every day. And if you don't know, get in the Word. If you don't know, get some materials on the subject. Listen to good preaching and teaching on it. Study for yourself. Until the Spirit of God will quicken to you what He's saying to you right now about that. And when you got that, you got it. Now, you got to put that on repeat. And you got to loop it. And you got to keep going over and over what He said. What did He say? What did He say? What did He say? What did He say? He said, He takes pleasure in my prosperity. It said that He desires above all things. That I prosper and be in health. It said, he said, he said, he said, he said. And somebody tries to confuse you. You go, yeah, but he said, he said. Yeah, but what about? Well, he said, he said. Well, you're just one track. All you want to talk about is what he said. You got that right. That's exactly right. And that's the track I'm going to stay on. Because if I will do that, then I will make my way prosperous. And then I will have me some good Success. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody. Praise be to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website 
at morelife.org.